Well, hey, it is Friday, March 10th, 2023. Friday, March 10th, 2023. For those of you who care about it being Friday, most of us have to work for a living on the weekend. Uh, Slava Ukraine, Horeum Slava, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you. Every day I'm going to say that. I just love having you come here. I really do. Thank you. Um, If you can, bring someone with you today or this weekend. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me. Questions, insights, or come fight with me, argue with me, at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, on the Twitter. Uh, By the way, it's um, uh, Fallback Spring Forward this weekend. you got to set your clocks forward uh, uh, Sunday. Yeah, that's happening. Uh, let's start with uh, Russia-Ukraine news. We're going to go through this pretty quick today. I mean, we got um, we got less than usual, maybe under 30 minutes, maybe under 30 minutes. Uh, after Russia invaded Ukraine, uh, guerrillas from Belarus began carrying out acts of sabotage on their country's railways, including blowing up track equipment to paralyze the rails that, Rus- uh, that Russian forces used to get troops and weapons to Ukraine. This was, this was key. I mean, remember, they had problems with, they had supply line problems. Remember? Uh, you, uh, Russians did in, in, when they first invaded Ukraine. Uh, they were the same who attacked that Russian warplane uh, we did the story on last month, remember? Bipol, B-Y-P-O-L, claimed responsibility for that uh, drone attack on the Russian warplane stationed near the Belarusian uh, capital. Uh, More than a year after Russia used the territory of its neighbor and ally to invade Ukraine, Belarus continues to host Russian troops as well as warplanes, missiles, and other weapons. The Belarusian opposition condemns the cooperation and a guerrilla movement uh, sprang up uh, to disrupt the Kremlin's operation, both on the ground and online. They've been doing a lot of hacking, too. A hacking of Russia, and then they give the information they hacked uh, to uh, Ukraine, which is kind of cool. Uh, meanwhile, Belarus author- authoritarian government is trying to crack down on saboteurs with threats of the death penalty and long prison terms. Uh, I think so far, uh, the, uh, um, a lot of people have been thrown in jail. Uh, um, nobody has gotten the death penalty yet. Uh, activists say the rail attacks have forced the Russian military to abandon the use of trains to send troops and material to Ukraine. Belarusian guerrillas say they have already carried out 17 major acts uh, of sabotage on railways. The first took place two days after Russian troops rolled into Ukraine. Another group of guerrillas operates in cyberspace. Their coordinator, uh, Yuliana Shamdevets, said some 70 Belarusian IT specialists are hacking into Russian government databases and attacking websites of Russian and Belarusian state institutions. This all has to do with the story we did quite some time ago, uh, the illegal uh, election of Lukashenko for his sixth term uh, back in 2020. The guerrillas and Bipol group worked closely with the team of Belarus exiled opposition leader uh, Svetlana Shishkanovskaya, 
who ran against Lukashenko in the 2020 presidential election that was right, widely seen as rigged. Uh, yeah, yeah, we covered, there were several of those stories that we covered way back when. The RIA Novosti News Agency reported Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Rybkov says Russian and uh, Russia and the U.S. remain in contact over the New START nuclear tree arms treaty despite suspending participation in the deal. Rybkov said he had no expectations for significant progress. Uh, Lithuania's parliament has called on the Olympic Committee, the International Olympic uh, Committee, the IOC, and other sports bodies to ban Russian and Belarusian athletes until the war in Ukraine ends, war criminals are prosecuted, and reparations are paid. And while that is a serious requirement, I need I remind you, in case you didn't know, Germany is still making reparations. People are still getting paid by Germany so much money per month. Who are still uh, who are still survivors of the Holocaust? Uh, that was 80 years ago, almost 80. Uh, well, about 80 years ago, yeah. Uh, the parliamentary motion, which passed unanimously, said it was confident any victories by Russian or Belarusian athletes would be exploited for propaganda purposes by the governments in Moscow and Minsk, and that's a good reason not to allow them. Uh, Wagner boss Yevgeny Prigozhin said he had thanked the government for heroic increase in ammunition product production. Prigozhin said his men have had, have been blown away, <laughs> really a bad term to use, have been blown away because they have started to receive ammunition deliveries labeled as produced in 2023. Uh, blown away? You mean like what will happen when the tanks come? <laughs> he said... Ammunition was now being produced in huge quantities, which cover all the necessary needs. You know what this is? This is propaganda. This is telling Ukraine, we have uh, um, uh, ammunition and you don't. You might want to get out of Bakhmut. That's what this is all about. That's all it's about. Um, and, and speaking of Prigozhin, you know, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. You've heard that term before. What does that refer to? Uh, pigs eat a lot. Hogs eat even more. They get fat. That means their meat is really delicious and they get slaughtered. <laughs> the meteoric rise of Yevgeny Prigozhin should be a concern for himself. Prigozhin's Wagner Group had a few thousands, a few thousand in Syria and around the world at varying locations as security forces, and now has a huge army with tanks and arms. If I were Putin, I would be concerned about his growing power. Now the Wagner Mercenary Group announced the opening of recruitment centers in dozens of cities in Russia. Wagner Chief Yevgeny Prigozhin said in a statement, recruitment centers for PMC Wagner have opened in 42 Russian cities. In his statement, he mentioned the Russian Defense Ministry. Despite the, despite the spanners that they are throwing in the works at every move, we will con uh, overcome this together, uh, which I, I, I assume that means spanners throwing something dividing uh their cause or something. I don't know what that means. I, it, it's Russian, something Russian. Anyway, 
The Ukrainian military says its soldiers repelled 102 attacks in the past 24 hours in Bakhmut as the battle for uh, the city uh, has been ramping up. Uh, Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try to fix the rest of the world. Only eight minutes, seven minutes on uh, the Russian-Ukraine war. I, that's, that's, I haven't been done that little amount in weeks, right? Let's start with that noose tightening around that bright orange neck. Uh, Trump may soon face criminal charges. And we have known about this for years. It's that hush money payment to right-wing nutball porn star Stormy Daniels. Yes, she is a right-wing nutball. She really is. I mean, I, I, I respect her. She ran for California governor, remember? I respect her for her views, but it is a little bit right-wing and nutball. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, it's that hush money. Uh, you know, those, uh, uh, f- uh, those fine Christian Trump values... When God said, go forth and have sex with someone other than thine wife and then pay to cover it up. But paying someone off isn't even illegal. The payment was made for political reasons so he could get elected. What was illegal was he failed to report the expenditure as a campaign expense. Let's get you caught up and reminded about what happened. In October 2016, shortly before the presidential election, Uh, Trump's private lawyer, Michael Cohen, used a newly established limited liability company to quietly pay off adult film star uh, Stormy Daniels with $130,000. In exchange, she agreed not to discuss an alleged sexual relationship with Trump, who denied having an affair with Daniels. Daniels sued in March 2018 to get out of the agreement, arguing it, it, it is not valid because Trump did not sign it. Trump initially denied knowledge of the payment to Daniels and the source of the money used to pay Daniels, uh, referring uh, to uh, uh, to questions uh, to Cohen. Since Cohen initially said he paid Daniels out of his personal funds, the money should have been reported as in-kind contributions to the campaign, in which case it would have been illegally large. Uh, individuals can only give political candidates uh, no more than $2,700 per election. Uh, Cohen testified under oath that uh, that Trump had directed him to make the payment of $130,000 just days before the 2016 election. But then Trump paid him back over time, which is fine. All this is illegal. Trump can legally contribute unlimited amounts to his own campaign, but the money must be disclosed on campaign finance reports, which would mean that paying Stormy Daniels would be on reports. Hmm. He didn't do that, which is willful violation of campaign finance laws. That's federal. Okay? That's federal. A federal, a federal inquiry into the Stormy Daniels case was dropped in 2021 after he left office. Why would they drop that? In New York, the case centers on Trump's alleged role in covering up the payment by falsifying his business accounts. Now, New York prosecutors have invited Trump to testify to a grand jury over the Stormy Daniels case. The Manhattan District Attorney has investigated uh, Trump for five years over the alleged hush money payment made on behalf of uh, on his behalf 
to the uh, ex-porn star, Stormy Daniels. What is it we say about grand the grand jury? If they are inviting you to testify, they already know the answers and have proof. They just want to get you on record when you perjure yourself. This is an indication that charges are coming. It's always the cover-up that gets you. This invitation is sort of a formality and likely to be declined by Trump. It would supposedly give him a chance to clear himself, but there pretty much isn't anything he can do. His lawyers could also meet privacy, uh, privately with prosecutors in hopes of fending off criminal charges. Yeah, it ain't going to work. Of course, Trump says this is a witch hunt, which isn't a legal defense. He may want to try something else. Uh, the three uh, much more serious charges in the future will be, you know, Georgia and the Justice Department for trying to illegal overturn, uh, illegally overturn the elections and the handling of top secret documents. Those, those three are, are, are way worse, but this could be the beginning. Uh, speaking of which, in the further tightening of that noose yesterday, federal prosecutors involved in the criminal investigation of uh, Trump's retention of classified documents argued to a, a U.S. judge that one of the former U.S. president's lawyers should answer more questions before a grand jury over objections of attorney-client privilege. U.S. prosecutors have been seeking to invoke the so-called crime-fraud exception that allows them to compel testimony about communications between an attorney and a client when they have evidence to suggest legal advice was used in furtherance of a crime. What we've talked about several times, that privilege does not cover it uh, does not cover when crimes are committed. I, this has to do, re remember, there was, there was that document that was signed saying, uh, based on a search, there are no more documents here. But before that, there was somebody who said he was told to move documents and uh, went to the Department of Justice about that. And this attorney knew about that. So, in the sealed hearing, before the chief U.S. District Judge for the District of Columbia, uh, Beryl Howell, uh, prosecutors argued that they had reason to believe that legal advice to Trump from his lawyer, Evan Corcoran, was used by Trump to obstruct the classified marked documents investigation. The uh, prosecutors in Trump's case broadly cited to Howell the same evidence it included in the affidavit used to obtain the warrant to search Mar-a-Lago, which in the affidavit, that was that person who was somewhere inside Mar-a-Lago that moved boxes for Trump, right? Allegedly moved boxes for Trump. Trump said, oh, we got to hide these. We got to put these somewhere. Uh, which alleged potential retention of national security material and obstruction of justice. Yesterday, Howell did not rule on whether to grant the Justice Department's motion to compel testimony from Corcoran after Corcoran previously appeared before the grand jury and declined to answer some questions on the basis of attorney-client privilege. The deferment by Howell could mean that she ultimately does not rule on the matter. Howell is slated to step down as chief judge on... March 16th. That's only a, that's next week. Is it next week? Is that next week or, or the uh, following Monday? 
And we'll, that's next week. Today is the, what is today? What is today? What is today? <laughs> today is the 10th. So that's, that's gonna, yeah, yeah, that's, that's next week. Um, and uh, uh, she will be succeeded by the U.S. District Court Judge James Bosberg, who previously oversaw the Secret Foreign Surveillance Court. Uh, this should be interesting. We'll see what happens. Uh, in the past, you and I talked about how the uh, Inflation Reduction Act offered tax credits for electric vehicles, but the law specifies in order to qualify for the credit, the vehicles must source a percentage of the material for the batteries from North America or countries with a free trade agreement with the U.S., which the EU does not have. The law back then pissed off some of the United States' top allies, like the EU, who said uh, their countries are being penalized. Biden hopes to ease a serious source of tension with Europe when he meets with European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen at the White House today. In their talks, Biden and von der Leyen plan to discuss the matter and announce a new set of negotiations that, if su successful, would allow European companies to benefit from the Biden law and reduce both U.S. and EU dependence on China. They will also discuss the ongoing war in Ukraine, including plans to deeper cooperation on enforcing sanctions against Russia and third-party countries who are supporting Moscow's invasion. That could also include China. Other economic issues may be discussed, but particularly the disagreement over Biden's climate law, which European officials have slammed as protectionist. We're talking about the IRA. Uh, the potential agreement the two leaders will announce would center on the critical minerals that are necessary for electric vehicle batteries. We're talking about lithium and other stuff. Uh, perhaps unlocking the Euro uh, for Europe some of the Inflation Reduction Act benefits. After Biden signed the law last year, EU allies reacted harshly, setting off a scramble within the administration to resolve the issues while not angering members of Congress who supported the Made in America aspects of the law, which are important. Likely nothing will get resolved today, but at least talks and a basis for an agreement will, something will begin today and we will see what happens. In the future, we will see what happens. Having uh, just hot cocoa today because I'm going to go out and have a cup of coffee. I don't want to have too much caffeine, you know. I already sound amped up, don't I, in the morning? Australia plans to purchase at least four nuclear-powered Virginia-class subs from the United States. Let's be clear. These are not subs with nuclear weapons. These are subs with nuclear power plants. They run quieter, way quieter than diesel subs, uh, which, uh, of course, uh, China does not like. Uh, delivery of the su submarines isn't likely for years, potentially in the 2030s. They take a long time to build. But the expected announcement <clears throat> will act as a demonstration of progress by the AUKUS group comprising of Australia, United Kingdom, and the U.S. A-U-K-U-S spells AUKUS. If you remember, France was upset last year because they had planned to sell diesel-powered subs to Australia. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese did not provide details of the plan. He emphasized that his country will retain 
absolute sovereignty when it comes to control of nuclear-powered submarines acquired through the AUKUS partnership. He was asked in a press conference if the U.S. had any power to tell them what to do with the subs, and he said, no, 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 no. No, this is for us. This is just us. Uh, Australia is also expected to work with the United Kingdom on developing a new class of nuclear-powered submarine, which could include U.S. parts, as the three countries move ahead with their defense partnership. This partnership is especially important with China and North Korea in the Pacific. I expect Japan and South Korea will eventually want to become members. Uh, On Monday, Biden is going to San Diego, right down the street. He is expected to discuss the plan with uh, Albanese and British Prime Minister Rishi uh, uh, Sunak. Both will be visiting the United States for the first time since assuming their roles. Uh, San Diego hosts a large U.S. naval presence, including submarines for the Pacific fleet. So they're probably gonna they're probably gonna board a submarine and walk around, check it out, bang their head on some bulkheads. We will see about that too. Um, this is very bad. Okay, should we support such a regime with human rights abuses so they could be friends with another regime that has human rights abuses, right? Saudi Arabia has told the United States that it may normalize relations with Israel if Washington agrees to provide Riyadh with security guarantees and help it develop a civilian nuclear program. No, in God's name, don't do this. You know who's going to be king, right? That nutball that, that, that kills American reporters. Saudi Arabia has in the past said that recognition of Israel would only come after an independent Palestinian state is established based on principles of the Arab Peace Initiative that it proposed in 2002. The Saudi Foreign Minister Prince uh, Fasal bin Faram told journalists in London, I will say that the government of Israel right now is doing everything it can to undermine the promise of the Abraham Accords. So why would you want to negotiate with Israel? I mean, seriously. I like peace. I really like peace. But I don't want Saudi Arabia to have a nuclear program. Uh, The kingdom's nuclear energy ambitions are not new. With the first plans being made public in 2010, Saudi Arabia has insisted in the past that it should be allowed to produce its own nuclear fuel rather than import it under strict conditions. Why? Just let us give it to you. You know, you shouldn't have it anyway. In December, Saudi's energy minister said the kingdom intends to take advantage of its huge uranium resources to develop its own nuclear program in the most transparent way. Yeah, that's for now. What about the future? You you people are nuts over there. This is a long game with religious nutballs in charge. Do not do this, I'm saying to the United States. Um, So, this... This cartel kidnapping... I mean, let's not make any jokes about it. Two people died, right? Uh, Two Americans died. Uh, I believe one Mexican was killed also, right? In the crossfire. The cartel cartel kidnapping just got weird. Number one, the Gulf cartel in Mexico 
does not want the U.S. government going after them. <laughs> they don't want to be under that much of a spotlight. You don't poke the wasp's nest. Too late. You've done it. U.S. investigators are still working to piece together how and why the abduction unfolded. Fearing the U.S., the cartel believed responsible for the armed kidnapping last week. They killed two American tourists and a Mexican woman in Matamoros, Mexico, issued an apology letter. This is a criminal organization issuing an apology letter and handed over five of their members to local authorities. The handwritten letter said, the Gulf cartel apologizes to the Society of Matamoros, the relatives of Ms. Arelli and the affected American people and families. Uh, Ms. Are uh, relatives of Ms. Arelli is referring to the Mexican woman who was uh, killed in the shootout. The letter continues. The Gulf Cartel Scorpion Group strongly condemns the events of last Friday. Uh, okay. On a side note, I, I you know, a, a little side rant here. Yesterday, we talked about the Scorpion Group and the Viper Group in the United States. This is a cartel using the same name. I'm telling you. The cute puppies, the police cute puppies, the, the police uh, uh, soft kittens, those are good names for groups for the police if you want people to trust you. <laughs> oh, don't forget the rainbow sprinkles on ice cream. That group. Uh, anyway. Uh, the Gulf Cartel Scorpion Group strongly condemns the events of last Friday. For this reason, we decide to hand over those directly involved and responsible for the acts, who at all times acted under their own determination and in discipline and against the rules in which the Gulf Cartel always operates. Wait, uh, the Gulf Cartel has rules? They have rules on who they kill? Of course, the cartel may have gathered up, uh, who knows, they may have gathered, gathered up rival gang members to take the fall. The official who confirmed the apparent legitimacy of the letter said Mexican and U.S. law enforcement officials investigating the kidnapping strongly doubt the sincerity of the group's apology. I strongly doubt it, too. They just don't want the U.S. on their ass. But they suspect the apology was issued after the attack... Uh, uh, brought uh, was issued after the attack brought considerable public attention and scrutiny onto the actions of the cartel. That is the truth. Uh, the development comes after a local leader of the Gulf cartel wanted for past kidnappings was arrested by Mexican authorities in Reynosa, according to U.S. officials briefed on the apprehension. Yeah, the cartel sent a, a, an apology letter. Wow. Um, as California goes, so do other states at times. Uh, did Gavin Newsom start something? Maybe. Governor Kathy Hochul and New York Attorney uh, uh, State uh, Attorney General Tish James are pressing three of the country's largest uh, pharmacy chains to, to dispense abortion medications in New York and across the U.S. after Walgreens said it would stop offering the drugs in states where Republican attorneys general have threatened legal action. In a letter yesterday, Hochul and, uh, or Hochul, whoever you want to call her, and James asked the CEOs of Walgreens, Rite Aid, and CVS to confirm in writing that the chains will offer the abortion drug 
mifepristone at their New York pharmacies and through the mail to patients across the state who have a doctor's prescription. Not quite as strict as Newsom, but it's a start. Uh, But let me tell you what it means uh, in a minute. Hochul and James wrote, even as access to this medication is under threat elsewhere for political reasons, we remind you that New York's law is simple. Abortion is legal and protected as a fundamental right under state law, and there are no legal barriers to dispensing mifepristone in New York pharmacies. We urge you not to allow these tactics to intimidate you and to commit to making this critical medication available as widely as possible based on fair and unbiased interpretation of state and federal law. New York State does not have a contract with Walgreens. Maybe that's why they are more muted in this this, uh, statement and this letter. But this shows that several states may be looking into contracts with Walgreens to see if they have them, and more may be following. We shall see. Again, we shall see. A lot of future stuff to look forward to, right? Um, Hey, don't forget this weekend. At exactly 2 a.m. Sunday morning, you have to go out to your car and figure out how to change that damn clock from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. for daylight savings, right? That, that's what I used to do. I used to get up in the middle of the night and do it. I did that for the longest time. I, just so you know how precocious I was as a child, I set my alarm in first grade for 2 a.m. so I could change my alarm clock at the appropriate time. Also, just so you know, being precocious is just a nice word for being crazy. Because, yes, I'm a little crazy. I've been told. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's it. Don't forget, Friday's flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. That's when politicians throw something out there in the news on Friday in the hopes that it will disappear in the 24-hour news cycle. Don't forget to watch for that. That's it. Thanks for listening. Friday, March 10th, 2023. Friday, March 10th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you. I said it was going to be 30 minutes, 31. Um, Anyway, Political Views TV podcast. Bring someone with you tomorrow. That's what you Google to find me, Political Views TV podcast. Um, I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.